Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. This episode is another in our series called Is It Worth It, Charlie?, where I help students inside our retail-ready community think through pivotal decisions that they are about to make in their business to help them determine whether or not moving forward with that decision is worth it. Now, if you are joining us for the first time, I'm Charlie Birkinshaw, and in addition to running my own CPG business, Element Shrub, I also support and advise our students inside our Retail Ready course and community. In today's episode, I will be sitting down with fellow Retail Ready student, Patricia Beats of Delco Spices. Now, if you're saying to yourself, that name sounds familiar, well, Patricia and I sat down last year to talk about whether or not trade shows were worth it for her, and... So I thought it would be fun to check back in and see what has happened since she was last on the show. So I'm excited for you to listen in and find out from her whether or not exhibiting at a trade show was worth it. I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. If you're a food or beverage founder trying to grow your business, you know that it can feel like there's insider industry knowledge that you just can't seem to access. If this is you, you should listen to these three numbers, 10, 5,000, and 10. So 10, that's the number of times that we have run Wholesale Week, 10 times. And we are so excited to bring it back to you again, starting on Monday, September 11th. Wholesale Week brings you bite-sized daily lessons on getting on the path to profitability, learning my four-step process to pitching to wholesale buyers, and understanding our wholesale success system as a whole. 5,000. That is the amount of money that we are hoping to raise for Project Potluck, our very favorite nonprofit that supports mentorship and resources for people of color in the CPG industry by delivering Wholesale Week to our community on a sliding scale, starting at free. Food Biz Whiz is matching your donation so we can have double the impact and hit our goal of $5,000 for Project Potluck. And 10. Yep, 10. In 10 minutes a day, from Monday, September 11th through Friday, September 15th, you can see a big change in your industry know-how, in your confidence in your sales pitch, and in your path towards the rest of the year. We've got you. So find the registration link, all the details, and more information about Project Potluck in today's show notes. I'll see you soon inside of Wholesale Week on September 11th. Patricia, welcome back to the podcast. It's so great to have you on the show today. It's so great to be here. Thanks, Charlie. Of course. Okay, so for any of you listeners out there that are just joining us and maybe haven't heard the podcast episode that we did with Patricia back in, 
was like April of 22, I think, which is crazy can't <laughs> to talk it. about, right? Um, and we, we talked about whether or not doing a trade show was worth it. And I, I, I'm guessing if we were chatting in April of 2022, it was likely the summer fancy food show um, yes. that we were sort of debating whether or not, you know, we should, we should attend collectively. Yes. <laughs> um, so I uh, thought it'd be fun to just sort of check back in. We haven't done this before, but sort of see like, where are you now, Patricia? What has happened either since the show and, um, you know, was it worth it? Was it not worth it? Um, so, but before we, before we jump into that conversation for, for those that may not have heard that, that first episode back in April of 2022, uh, do you mind just reintroducing yourself to, uh, to our audience? Absolutely. Um, I'm the co-founder of Delco Spices and More. We create delicious gluten-free and gourmet popcorn and popcorn seasoning products that destroy boring movie nights everywhere and bring joy to the lives of popcorn connoisseurs. Um, We clearly, our families have been in farming for more than a century, and so we're really... Um, we're really close to how uh, the ingredients are grown and produced. Um, we actually are recently we are buying a farm um, to be able to grow our own Amazing. popcorn, which we're <laughs> really excited about. Um, I also write about agriculture um, and ag commodities uh, for a international news service and. I'm a University of Missouri uh, WWG uh, journalism fellow and working on a book about the U.S. farm economy. So it's been. Uh, I, I love my life. It's just a very, very busy, <laughs> busy life. <laughs> it sounds like it. Well, um, it sounds like you're having a lot of fun doing it. So absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I'm really excited to hear how things are going, right? So as I said, I think we were debating whether or not you should exhibit at the fancy food show in New York, right? Yes. Yes, that's okay. correct. Um, okay. So thinking back to questions that we were talking through, right? How how do you quantify the return on investment for a trade show? What's a realistic timeline um, to, to pay off the trade show? How many samples to bring? We got into all of the sort of nitty gritty, but um, how do you hire staff for the show? But I, I guess coming out of the conversation last year, what was something that really helped you decide to either move forward with with doing the show or or not doing the show? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I uh, I'm I'm excited to hear that that really had like a positive impact on, I guess, the experience one way or another. Absolutely, it was really great to be able to walk out all the uh, walk through all the pros and cons with you, particularly because I know that you have a lot of experience with this, as as well as uh, a lot of the folks in the retail ready community. Um, for us, it was you know kind of weighing this question of you know figuring out how much it was really going to cost, and when um, when we really sat, you know, uh, me and my husband, who is my business partner, um, sat down and really kind of figured out the actual cost of building, you know from travel to product to building a booth to you know doing all of the the work on that it was we figured that the investment would be somewhere between 20 and $25,000 which is i mean that's a a daunting i mean from us yeah. it's a daunting amount of money right um and so we sat down after talking to you you know one of the tips that you gave was you know there you could just go to the show. You could walk the show. You know, you could reach out to, you know, potential customers and try to meet that, you know, up with them at the show without having a booth. And I actually thought that was brilliant, to be quite honest. Like we <laughs> we had never actually walked the floor of the mm, fancy food shows. 
And every time we in the past had gone to, you know, shows where we haven't done that. And it's always been a mistake, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we decided, um, I, you know, went out and, and literally did like this crazy power (laughs) 36 hour, you know, trip out to walk the floor and, um, meet up with some contacts that I had met in, you know, up through LinkedIn and, you know, sources I'd been, you know, trying to work through by emails and, um, was able to like, literally find people in the hallways and, you know, grab them, you know, grab their attention for a little bit and have cocktails with a couple. And, you know, it probably wasn't the most effective for placing orders, like actual purchase orders, obviously. Um, But what it did that I thought was incredibly helpful for us was one, be able to come, you know, we, one, it really costs almost nothing, right? Because I, you know, stayed sure, the travel, yeah, the travel became very inexpensive, um, in part because staying with friends and you know you can you can be yeah. very creative if, if totally, you don't yeah. necessarily <laughs> need to sleep much and don't necessarily eat much, right? So, um, so but it was really good to be able to. The show is beautiful. Okay, first of all, it is beautiful. It is inspiring. It is everything that a big show like that should be. But when I, you know, when we came back and David, my my husband and partner on this is we really talked about like, is this really the right show? Like kind of it helped us and actually the conversation with you helped us really kind of sit down and really think if we're going to make, if we're going to spend this much money, is this the best use of the money? Or, yeah. you know, or is this the right show? Are the kinds of customers that we're talking to or trying to reach, are they there? And so it was, it was, it was, I mean, there's a part of me that was like, oh, no, no, we need to go. We need to go. Right. There's kind of this instinctive, like scramble, you know, always chase the deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, being more slow and thoughtful about it, we decided to instead use the money for hiring staff in-house for being able to help pay for salaries, which has been an unbelievable godsend. We've been able to hire, um, to people who are um, helping to run our e-commerce. We've expanded our social media. Um, I've got a social media manager um, now who's on contract and working for us, you know, full time. You know, it was, it it just, it was, for us, it was a better use of the resources, but it also made us look out on the calendar not three months, not six months, but we started looking like 18 months out and being mm, like, got it. okay, yeah. like, are there, you know, which shows, you know, can we walk the floor now and make sure it's going to be a good fit? Who can we talk to at the, tr- at the show organization, you know, that's managing it and get information and like, can we reach out to customers who actually, you know, folks that showed there and get their feedback and experience? And it it was really incredible. I mean, talking to you and kind of talking that out was incredibly helpful. Well, thank you for sharing that. I am so happy and honestly relieved <laughs> to hear that my advice was 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 helpful. I, I think um, one, I'm really I'm really impressed with one your scrappiness and also that you were able to still attend because I think, right, we we had the conversation, but if you hadn't have gone to the show, you might've had this sort of like FOMO experience of like, well, I don't know. And then, and then it would be hard to sort of make the decision one way or the other. Um, 
So I'm I'm really glad you were able to to attend and and yes, those 36 hours are super intense, especially if you don't have the right shoes. Yeah, um. I, it is. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> there is a. I think there's a definitely a business model out there, not ours, but to be made for somebody who can figure out like comfortable classy outfits for shows. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I would have bought it, spent real money on one of those. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, it was really, it was good. I mean, the, I will say, you know, kind of if there is a downside, there was even being on the floor, there were moments where I saw competitors or people in the space and there was that kind of feeling of, oh God, you know, sure. you know did we miss this opportunity? Should we have spent the money? You know, my God, what is this doing? Like, are we setting our business back even more? So, you know, I, there were, and frankly, if you're living on, you know, adrenaline and caffeine, it, of course, you're not necessarily, you know, always going to be the most mentally focused. But <laughs> um, so there is, I mean, there is that side, right? There is that. And even now, there is a part of me that thinks, you know, could we have swung it? But the reality is, financially, it was a much like the decisions that we made were, it was much better for our business to spend those funds in a different way and then do what we're doing now, which is literally in August, David and I are going to be going out to New York and um, I'm going to be meeting with some folks and he's going to walk. We got an invitation to walk the floor at the New York Now show. Oh, great. Okay, cool. And which is is a smaller show. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's the, think, like gifting sort of like show, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So kind of walking it to see whether it makes sense to do this in February. Um, mm -hmm. And then the other is where um, this, the Snacks and Sweets show is moving from Chicago to Indianapolis. And that is really firmly in our our category, right? Yeah, for, yeah, um, that's totally a wheelhouse, do. yeah. Yeah, so, and we've had some customers who have said, you know, and frankly, some competitors who show there, and mm -hmm. they've said, you know, we've had customers who have been like, you know, hey, if you're going to be there, I'd love to meet with you. And it's like, okay, great. So, and we're based in Indiana. So it's literally the difference from like a four and a half hour slog, you know, to a 90 minute, you know, drive. Yeah, so easy. And, yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be easier also for us to be able to bring staff with us. Um, yep. The, yep. The, the costs are a little bit less because it's indie as opposed to Chicago. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So for next year, that's kind of the two shows I'm really excited about. I I love that. And I think I think it's such a good reminder to our audience and to our retail ready students that, you know, trade shows are different, right? Like trade shows are different from each other. And you really, you really have to find the right one that works for you and for the channels that you're selling to. So as you are talking to retailers, I mean, I love, I love the fact that you sort of pointed out that one of your retailers told you that they um, that they attended this particular show, right? Asking your retailers, hey, like when you go to trade shows, which which ones do you attend, right? Because you want to make sure that you're going to the ones that are are in in your channel sort of wheelhouse, right? Yeah. Um, and and yeah, because at the end of the day, they're all they're all expensive, right? Yeah. And like some might be cheaper than others because of it's easier to get there or right. As you said, it's easier to bring your staff there, but, but still at the end of the day, they're all, you know, a lot of money. And if you're just going to the show because everybody else is doing it right. It's again, it, it, it might not be the best for you 
and um, and sometimes it's 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 really hard to or or it takes a long time to get that return on investment, and mm-hmm. you don't know. Like, I think one of the the frustrating things is you don't know as soon as you get home whether it was worth it, right? <laughs> From the show, you're like, oh, this was exhausting, but like. I still don't know if it was worth it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, even in the limited, you know, in the limited way that you know we, you know, I did this. It, it, it a month and a half in, I there was a part where a moment where I thought, I did I just end up killing myself and, you know, spending what you know funds we did on, you know, not really getting much out of it. But I think, I think you've raised really good points, and um, it's very easy to get caught up in this idea of like let's go to this show and let's go to that show and let's go, you know what I mean? And the reality is uh, if you are a small startup, if you're a one person, two person shop, I mean, right now we have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Like we have, we have like six staff now, right? A couple of people are on contract and four that are, you know, kind of on like kind of staff working here, plus my husband and I, and you just have to be really careful with, the spend, but also like your time and energy. You talk a lot about, you know, the, uh, about the lost opportunity, right? Yeah, or exactly. Spending your wills on and spending time on things that are really ultimately not helping to build what it is that you're trying to build. And, and that's okay, right? It's okay if you're, con- I think it's okay if we're consciously making a decision to focus on something, you know, now, like, I feel it's totally okay right now to be focusing on, you know, going to, you know, to New York, walking that show floor, you know, making connections, getting lists of retailers that are going to be there, reaching out to them, even though we're not necessarily, you know, going to be showing and start building, you know, we'll have six months if we show in February or a year if we show in next summer, right? Yeah. To be able to have, you know, that time to to build up connections, you know, try to be able to land, you know, meetings. I mean, it's walking the walking that show floor really kind of drilled home the point. Like, if you're going to be doing this, it is not a quick fix if you are short on sales. It is part of the this is a marathon, not a sprint kind of strategy for building. Totally. Businesses. Yes, absolutely. And I love, I love the idea of trying to plan in advance, not just, you know. 12, 18 months ahead of when the show might be, but also thinking about how to make the most of the show when you're there, as opposed to just, and and make the most of the show, not just from a, oh, hey, I need to make sure like all of the logistics are taken care of. Like I have my booth set up. I have all my samples. Like I have all of those things. Like those have to be done anyway, obviously, but also the the making the connections in advance with retailers, making sure people are going to be there, inviting them to your booth, right? It's, I think, one of the the great things about trade shows from a a marketing perspective, right, is it's another chance to engage with those retailers and, you know, reach out to them and say, hey, like, I'm going to be at this show. Are you going to be there? Would love to meet up. And, um, so I'm, I'm excited that you have two shows, uh, coming up in the next, I guess 12 months, right? Yeah, it's a little, I mean, when you think about it, it's a little daunting, but you know, it's also <laughs> easier if you've got more time to be able to budget for it. Um, totally. Yeah, of course. And um, being able to see kind of 
and even something as simple as walking around and figuring out what booth layouts work. Uh, oh, 100%. What booth layouts don't work, right? Like, it, can you get away with a 10 foot by 10 or five foot, five foot by 10 foot booth? Or do you really need a 10 foot by 10 foot booth? Who's got a 10 foot by 10 foot and it, like the layout just blows, you know, and is not appealing? Like, how many right. people you- really are we going to need? You know, I mean, it's a lot of, like I did not, and we had done shows, but a lot of the stuff we had done had been like business to consumer, like direct to consumer, right? So yeah, like yeah, the one of sure. a kind show in Chicago, which is awesome, right? But it's it it's like having a retail storefront, right, for three yeah, exactly. same days, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah and you can't you can't tell what the what the what the built right. Every space is different too, right? When it comes mm-hmm. to the shows, right? And so like the the Javits Center in New York, right? just if you've never been there and you get the the map right that outline mm-hmm. shows where all the booths are you're like oh that booth looks good like it's like in a good position where there might be traffic but until you get there you're not going to know like how many people are walking by that booth maybe you thought yeah. the corner booth would be great but you're actually like stuck on the end near the bathroom and like yeah. or whatever it is right and so yeah um just just getting that sort of sense of the layout of the space where people are moving what what floors they're going to more. I think that's also really, really helpful if you're just sort of attending and trying to trying to figure out if it's the right, um, not if it's the, the show's the right fit, but if you're going to do the show, like what's the ideal setup, location, all of that. Absolutely. Yeah, that is, um, that's actually, <laughs> David, that's David's first thing. He was like, we're getting a map. I'm marking up the map. We're walking the entire <laughs> floor. We're going to mark out where we absolutely would never want to be. And I'm like, you do you, honey. <laughs> you you go on I love with that self. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, yeah. any any other any other final tips to share with anybody that's considering a show? I think we've walked through a number of of good ones here. Um, I I would tell you that the tip that you had given um, at one point on, I don't know, it was when we talked or it was um, in a different podcast about contacting, you know, your your local State Department of Agriculture, USDA. There are a lot of, um, I did not quite realize, but there are a lot of programs in place that um, can help small businesses with marketing, you know, and paying yes. for these costs. And even if it means, okay, maybe you don't have your entire booth, it's not you, maybe you are part of their display. But if it's the difference between you're spending $7,500, $8,000, $9,000 on a booth and you're spending $1,500 on a booth, you know, yeah. that's a lot of money, right? Like 100%. You can spend that on a lot of other stuff. So I I think that is a great tip to be able to um to do. And the second thing I would say is I um I have heard stories from people who have shown at big shows like the natural, I think the natural foods show on um these are on the West Coast and also on fancy food, both on the East and West Coast, who felt rushed and were doing kind of it as a last minute. And mm-hmm. it is very easy to blow through a lot of cash by rushing, right? To try to be able to cram things together. And I mean, everybody's business, you got to do what's right for you and your business. But I just, uh, there were, I've heard a number of small business owners who have given very cautionary tales about 
you know, being exhausted and panicked and like the FOMO thing you were talking about and just spending way more money than what they should have and re- and had huge regrets afterwards. And and I'd rather not do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also a reminder too, you go walk around the show and you might feel that FOMO and you might see these brands doing other things. But I, I think at the end of the day, you never know like what's going on under the hood with all yeah. of those brands. Right. And even though like it might look like they're crushing it, you you never, you never know. Right. So yeah. just as a way to sort of manage your sanity when it comes to sort of seeing that, right. Just like step back and be like, okay, you know, I don't know what's going on. Like maybe their overhead is 10 X what ours is a month. Right. So, yeah. um, so we're doing better, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, that's it. Well, Patricia, thank you so much for coming back and sharing your experience. It sounds like we need to do this again next summer uh, when you've gone through two more shows and <laughs> it will be the perfect culmination of, you know, were those shows actually, were those shows actually worth it for you? Um, so what do you say? I, I think that's great. I do have one quick question for you. So yeah, of course. on doing shows, um, because there is the thought of snacks and sweets is usually in the, um, Snacks and sweets is usually in like late spring or like summertime. Um, snacks and sweets. I'm just actually looking it up right now for indie. Um, yeah, it's in. It's like mid May, right? Which so mm-hmm. the timing is really good. Um, and um, I think New York now, New York now is more like deeper into the summer. Um, and I've had I've had some people say, you know, look, it's actually better to do one show and then have several months to be able to pivot, adjust, and go into another. But I'm like, I can see that. But the two, you know, if you're going to two shows that are, you know, kind of your target markets but slightly different target markets, I'm not sure if waiting for, you know, what I mean, like four months between is really better as opposed to just doing it kind of closer, like one would be in May and then sure. one would be in like July, you know, July, August. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would, I guess one, let's see what your husband says when he comes back from New York now to make sure that it's a good fit. Yeah. Uh, if even, even if it is, as you're starting to have these conversations with retailers, yeah, you know, that you're going to meet and that you are the sort of like the primary or preferred retailers that you want to, you want to be with, um, mm-hmm. ask them if they're going to both shows. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. if they're going to both, then just do one. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. It, Cause if it's just to like say, Hey, we see you here again. Or if you're finding that there truly is a different audience for, mm-hmm. for both and, and that maybe you're getting more food service customers at the Indianapolis show, but more sort of, gifting corporate stuff at the New York now show. Right. Um, so yeah, I would, I would sort of explore those two options. It, I will say it seems relatively, um, they, they do seem relatively close to each other. Um, but I think it ultimately comes down to whether their audience is really, how much overlap there is between, between the audiences that attend, um, within, within that time period. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And that's great advice. So super. And and as you're thinking about, I guess, sort of seasonality of products, right? You know, they're both, you know, the the gift show is mm-hmm. 
potentially thinking about getting your products in stores for those holiday gift items as well. Uh, so there could be maybe even a different strategy for, well, the focus of the New York Now show is more of that like holiday gifting stuff, getting ready, getting those retailers ready for that. And then yeah. the other show is more of the year round potential like audience. Yeah, no, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Thanks, Charlie. It's always good. Of course. Um, also, I just wanted to reiterate your uh, your point about the ag departments. I just unsolicited wanted to do a shout out to the Virginia ag department. They do uh, an amazing job. And so if you are a vendor in Virginia, like we are, definitely reach out to them for support with um, fancy food. We've done it with them uh, several years. So uh, just shout out to those guys for, for doing what they do. Um, Okay, Patricia, thank you again for coming back on the podcast. I can't wait to do this again in a year or maybe maybe six months. We'll see. I, I kind of want to do it after after the first show too. So um, and do you want to just kind of share before we wrap up where everybody can find you and uh, Delco Spices? Yes, you can find us um, online at DelcoSpices.com um, and pretty much every social media outlet. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, it's, it's, we're just, yeah, it's always Delco Spices. So, <laughs> Perfect. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode with Patricia from Delco Spices. This is exactly the type of one-on-one -on -one consulting that I do for Retail Ready students day in and day out. Uh, I can't wait to hear what you think. And if you are thinking about doing a trade show episode, I hope you uh, are listening to this and I will be in your ears next month. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Whiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.